the playoffs. Hey, check, that off, Dad, so, yeah. check that goal up, Dabo. Check that goal up, boys. I told you he was going to the playoffs. Did nobody believe me? Weak ass Clippers. Beat they motherfucking ass. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. To your old teammates at the end there when you were standing in front of the bench. Take they ass home. Long flight to LA. <laughs> yeah, take y'all ass home. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's deeper that for me. You understand? I gave my blood and sweat and tears to that organization. Uh, I mean, you guys know the story, especially you. Um, blood, sweat, and tears to just be ridden off like that. You know, uh, he's injury prone. He's old. This, this, that, that. To be able to come here, play them in the play in, beat they ass. No other feeling, man. No other. Why didn't you get at me about this shit, dog? Man, nigga, man, I just got through calling your house. Sad run. Yeah, man. Oh shit! Oh, oh, Next time you better leave a message, Kyle, nigga. What I do, Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we finally get a live look into the plan. I already gave you the preview on the last show, right? This your boy King Known Uncensored, and we have entered the 2022 play-in tournament as I give you analysis of all of the games up until this point. We will discuss a lot of things, y'all. This is going to be pretty much a basketball-related show here Got not much music news. You know, we heard about the passing of Gilbert Godfrey, rapper Archie Eversole, most known for uh, the track Re Ready, passed away today of unknown causes up at, up until this point. So rest in peace to those two people. But now we're going to get right into this motherfucker, though. We're going to get right into the first game of the playing game, y'all. 
Amen. So, Tuesday. I mean, I don't know if y'all saw my analysis of the uh, games via YouTube. I do have a YouTube channel. It's called Kino NBA and Music Talk. So y'all could check that page out for bonus content. You know, maybe a shorter version. Or previews of later episodes. So, let's get into it. So, Brooklyn and Cleveland. This game should have not been this good. I'm going to say that. And I say that for a reason. Now, is this Brooklyn playing with Cleveland? Or was Cleveland really good this season? They were. They just were in a tough conference. I believe the latter. Despite Kevin Durant starting out cold, Kyrie Irving hit his first 11 shots in this game as the Nets ended up beating Cleveland 115 to 108 as BK sets the stage for yet another first round matchup with the Boston Celtics, which we will get to shortly, right? Right. Let's get into the game, man. So, Darius Garland, DG, 34 points. Man, if one tried to keep their player, try to keep their one player tried to keep their team alive, it was Darius Garland. Now to say that he didn't get help was foolishness. Unfortunately, they were overmatched. You have two guys who Skip Bayless called the two best perimeter players in the league on the same team. And I have to say, definitely two of the most skilled shooters in basketball. Two guys that can go for the mid-range, two guys that can go for three, two guys that finish well at the rim, two guys that can dunk. So, what was the difference in the Nets that I haven't seen all season? Defense! Despite them only... Well, they gave up 108 points. That's actually not bad for this era. So, these are the 7 and 8 matchups, right? Seven and eight. So the winners of this will be the seven seed. And let me tell you something. Evan Mobley put up a fight, 19 points. Kevin Love had 14 points off the bench. Rajon Rondo had seven points and nine assists. This team fought. They were just overmatched. Simple. And Brooklyn... Kevin Durant had a slow start, but he was being a passer. He was being a playmaker. And one of the last things that Kobe Bryant said about Kevin Durant prior to him passing was, 
Once Kevin Durant learns how to pass out of the post and become more of a playmaker is when his full potential will sprout. And let me tell you something. Kevin Durant is definitely a top five player in today's game. May not be the best player in basketball at this point right now, but he's damn close to it. Damn near close. Kyrie Irving. 34 points, 12 of 15 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3, 12 assists. You mean to tell me that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving both had 10 or more assists? If they continue to do this, I don't think many teams will beat them, especially with a possible Ben Simmons return looming. Another surprise, Andre Drummond, 16 points. Brucey, Bruce Brown. Someone who I thought was trash. I'm not going to hold you. But Bruce Brown being on a better team than the, the team that drafted him has really brought out what people saw in him coming into the NBA. Because to me, I didn't think he was any good. I'm sorry. But I have been proven wrong as Bruce Brown almost put up a triple-double in this game. Brooklyn was hungry. Brooklyn was hungry. And speaking of hungry... Nicholas Claxton was the X factor in this game as he scored 13 points, had nine rebounds and five blocks. And Kevin Durant had two steals and three blocks. So the defense of the Brooklyn Nets contributed heavy to this victory here. And Bruce Brown had three steals. So this was really just a clinic. But I don't think the game should have been that close. But that just speaks to how good Cleveland is. Now, will Cleveland have Jared Allen? Because if you have Jared Allen, you got a big chance to win that next game. Now, Cleveland is not eliminated. Cleveland is still alive. And meanwhile, so now, Brooklyn sets up to play against the Boston Celtics. Now, I'm not going to make my prediction now until everything is settled, as I have said on YouTube. And listen, this is a, a, a series. This is a, two teams that are slowly becoming rivals. Now, however, um, Boston. Fans hate Kyrie Irving because he left the team. Well, technically he was traded. But did he demand a trade or were or did he just get traded to Brooklyn? Now this is going to be an ugly series because you got two young up and coming stars who are you know Tweetering around that superstar status. I think Tatum is a superstar. I think Jalen Brown is a star that's knocking on the door of superstar. 
However, Boston is missing their anchor in Robert Williams. Robert Williams would have made a big difference in this series. I think he would have gave Andre Drummond problems. But with Andre Drummond having to only deal with the likes of Daniel Tice, Grant Williams, or Al Horford, I think it should be like, you know, It should be a walk in the park for Drummond. We should see 15-15 Drummond here. It's going to be a lot of scoring. And it's going to be a lot of close games in this series. It's going to be a lot closer than it was last year when Brooklyn beat this team in a gentleman's sweep. When they had James Harden. Now let's move on to the next game. And oh yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland's opponent. We'll just save it until the next game, right? Now let's move on to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Clippers. This was a classic game. Both of these games were hella good last night. It was very exciting. And <laughs> the Minnesota Timberwolves have won the 2022 NBA championship. Let's celebrate. Woo! Beat they motherfucking ass. <laughs> I beat them. I beat they motherfucking ass. I told y'all motherfuckers we was gonna make the motherfucking playoffs. Beat they motherfucking ass. <laughs> TNT ain't shit for doing the whole um, we are the champions and one shining moment. Classic, right? But Patrick Beverly got his revenge on his former team by making his team have to battle their way out of the play-in tournament as they defeated the Los Angeles Clippers 109-104. Now, this game was not easy for the Timberwolves as it looked because the Clippers had seemed to be in control of the game up until the fourth quarter. Now, Carl Anthony Towns played horrible in this game due to foul trouble, but there are no excuses. You are supposed to be the best player on the team. But however, the others stepped up. But Anthony Edwards is not just another. This is a guy that should have been an all-star who had came through along with D'Angelo Russell to close this game out. Now, Paul George contributed 34 points, seven assists and five, no, five assists and seven rebounds and three steals. Paul George maxed out the best way that he could. So you can't blame this loss 100% on him. He delivered. The rest of the team failed to show up in the fourth quarter. Even though Paul George is a part of this, but this man did all that he could. He did all that he could. So, PGZ. Playoff P. Watch Playoff P. So, Reggie Jackson only showed up in the first half. Hey, LA Clippers fans, you got a taste of what us Detroit Pistons fans dealt with from this nigga for five years. Hope you like it. Because that motherfucker is probably going to do the same thing 
in the next game. But I digress. Reggie had 17 points, 5 assists, 7 rebounds. Norman Powell did his best off the bench, 16 points. But my issue was the Clippers uh, and Tyron Lue going away from Avisa Zubak, who was killing Carl Anthony Towns. The Clippers were dumb with going small within the closing part of the game as Carl Anthony Towns did take advantage before fouling out the game. And then playoff mode and the Ant-Man was activated. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, Anthony Edwards with the performance of a lifetime, his best performance as a pro to this day, to this day, to this day. 30 points, 10 of 21, shooting 5 of 11 from from 3. Great game as he attacked the basket. He hit big shots. When Carl Anthony Towns shot 3 of 11 and had 11 points, he had a lot of reasons to hug on Jordan Woods like he did. Because, buddy, his teammates bailed him out. Now, Pat Bev, who was the catalyst of many shenanigans on the court and him standing up on the scores table like LeBron in game six against Toronto or whatever game that was, correct me. But um, D'Angelo Russell, this dude is a quality player. He showed a lot of flashes during this season, and in this game, he got activated. 29 points, 6 assists. Nino Brown Russell, Sammy the Bull Russell. Whitey Bolger Russell, 10 of 18 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3. Pat Bev had 11 big rebounds and just became the emotional spark in which Paul George even admitted at the press conference that he missed. Yeah, Minnesota goes on to play against the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, a lot of people are picking Minnesota to win this series due to the fact of the performances of Russell and Edwards. But I say don't be a prisoner of the moment. Measure up all of the pieces before you come up with a wild prediction like that. But however, they go on to play a Memphis Grizzlies team that has been hungry all year and been desperate to prove that they are the toast of the West despite Phoenix dominating the Western Conference the Grizzlies with and without Ja proved that they are an elite team and a threat for the championship the Minnesota Timberwolves have established themselves as an up and coming team with a crazy emotional leader in Patrick Beverly uh, 50-50 star player and Carl Anthony Towns who comes and goes and Anthony Edwards who is actually an all-star in training and D'Angelo Russell who is resurrecting his career on the Minnesota Timberwolves I believe that them versus Memphis will be a very tough series and a very fun series to watch. Battle of the young niggas is what I call it. Battle of the young savages. Meanwhile, the Los Angeles Clippers had to sit and wait until today for their opponent. Now let's get to today's games. 
And oh yeah, by the way, yeah, it was 104-109 Timberwolves. And I was wrong with my pick. I was wrong. I picked the Clippers to win this game. And I was wrong. Now, another thing that I was right about, but I was wrong about. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong, mine. And when I'm right, I'm right, mine. And when I'm wrong, mine, I'm right, mine. Because I was just right, mine. <laughs> Y'all niggas gotta watch Get Rich or Die Trying. I'm so, I swear. That was the funniest part of the movie. But anyway. I was right about one thing. The Atlanta Hawks was going to beat the Charlotte Hornets. Because the Charlotte Hornets are not ready. Atlanta Hawks were in the conference finals last year. They just had a shitty start to the season. Dealt with injuries all season. And have bounced back. And closed out the season on fire. Now getting off to a slow start. The Hornets got off to a very slow start. The Hawks did too. But it was a battle of who was the best or the worst. Because both teams shot horrible. With the exception of P.J. Washington. Who was 7 of 10. Who they actually went away from in the second half. Which is very disappointing. And... Bad coaching, bad coaching. And speaking of bad coaching, back to the Timberwolves guy, right? The Timberwolves coach made a big mistake by playing Carl Anthony Towns in the first half with four fouls, leading to him being fouled out. But luckily, Edwards and Russell bailed him out. But however, the Atlanta Hawks were at home. They were comfortable and they were patient. Meanwhile, once again, Two years in a row, the Charlotte Hornets were too excited to be in the play-in game, not expecting a loaded East, by the way. LaMelo Ball, 7 of 25 from the field, 4 of 14 from 3. He shot horrible. He did have 26 points, but he didn't get the W. And Terry Rozier shot like shit in the first half. And he didn't get into his game until the second half, where he closed out with 21 points. And then a pivotal moment in the game as Miles Bridges was ejected and accidentally threw his mouth guard at a female fan who he was not targeting. He was targeting this guy that was waving at him. And Miles Bridges being frustrated that the Charlotte Hornets were eliminated. We'll go to land of the eliminated Charlotte momentarily. Atlanta Hawks got a complete team effort. Now, Trey Young started off rough in this game. Trey Young started off rough. He was uh, 8 of 24 from the field. He was awful. But his teammates came in, despite Trey Young even getting 24 and 11. 24 points and 11 assists, y'all. Crazy. He only shot 1 of 7 from 3. Now, Kevin Herter had a hot start in the beginning of the game, hitting three threes. Clint Capella stepped up in a major way. He abused Mason Plumley, abused Montrez Harrell, finished with 15 points and 17 rebounds. That's, this is the Clint Capella that we were used to seeing last year. Capella didn't do well in the regular season, but in this game, he showed up. And Danilo Gallinari replacing the injured John Collins. He did his thing. 7 of 12 in the field, 2 of 5 from 3, 18 points. 
Nice little Danilo Gallinari performance. And the bright spot of the night was DeAndre Hunter on both ends of the court. Playing up on guys like LaMelo. Playing up on guys like Rozier. Playing up on guys like uh, Miles Bridges. He stepped up and checked everybody. And still put up 22 points. Shot 2 of 3 from 3. 9 of 16. This was that Virginia in the uh, tournament DeAndre Hunter that we saw today against the Charlotte Hornets. And this was a pretty much a team effort. Six niggas in double figures. And then DeLon Wright and... TLC had eight points off the bench. So it was almost eight niggas in double figures today. It was just a complete wash and a blowout. Highly disappointed in the Charlotte Hornets. Now, land of the eliminated Charlotte. Charlotte Hornets have a lot of decisions to make. You got Miles Bridges, who was a free agent. And you got to think, do I want to pay this man the max? If I was Charlotte, I would let him walk. Because there are so many guys that have not gotten opportunity to play. And I would stick with P.J. Washington over Miles Bridges. I know Miles Bridges has all-star potential. I get it. He definitely deserves to get paid. But not that, not five years, $176 million that he is seeking. That would be ridiculous. However, the Charlotte Hornets were interested in Russell Westbrook. Now... That's a gift and a curse. We all know that Russ is a gift and a curse. Russ will give you 100% maximum effort, will get you triple doubles, will get you to the playoffs, the actual playoffs, and not the play-in. But it's not going to guarantee you any championship. It's not going to guarantee you a championship. They would have to go out and get more. Now, I do believe that they have to get rid of Gordon Hayward. Whenever you depend on this man, he always gets hurt. I would definitely re-sign Isaiah Thomas. Pay that man. I would try to uh, get a better center. I would try to upgrade at the center position. I would keep Trez, but Mason Plumlee got to go. And I would even go as far as to see what I could get for Terry Rozier. Not going to lie to you. They need a legit all-star on this team. Somebody that can help LaMelo. I know it's not a lot of those people out there, but they have to think big. Michael Jordan has to think big. And actually shoot his shot at a big trade next season. Because they need somebody that's legit and consistent. And they definitely need a better upgrade at center and to let the younger players get some more burn. So let's move on to the second and final game of the night, which was the San Antonio Spurs and the New Orleans Pelicans. And it looks like, dun, 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 I went three and one, bitches. Yeah, I went three and fucking one, niggas. I'm very excited, and I am ready for my next batch of predictions for Friday. Y'all think it's ready for Friday, Friday. Right? Right. Now, the New Orleans Pelicans, one of my favorite teams, probably my second favorite team in the league right now. I like underdogs. I don't like 
got. I don't like championship contenders. I like the underdogs that turn into championship contenders. Just realize that. San Antonio Spurs ended up losing to the New Orleans Pelicans 113 to 103 tonight. And this was a good this was a good game, even though New Orleans pretty much told the San Antonio Spurs, look here, I am the captain now. DeJounte Murray, you know, he fought to get back. And this was a rough game for a uh, little buddy, man. He's going to remember this and look back and laugh once the Spurs are a champ, uh, uh, are not a championship, but a playoff contender again. My bad. Now, Murray shot five of 19, had nine rebounds, five assists, had 16 points. Kind of disappointed in Murray. Murray shot five threes you know he's not really a shooter like that he definitely has to work on his jumper I would would have thought that Murray would have been attacking the basket a little bit more tonight and it seemed like he just designated himself into a jump shooter and New Orleans with the great surprising coaching of first-year coach Willie Green made DeJounte Murray a jump shooter Keldon Johnson, who has been consistent throughout this season, shot 6 of 20 tonight and couldn't really buy a basket despite him having 15 points. The big star of the of the night was rookie Devin Vassell. Oh, oh no, he's second-year player, Devin Vassell. My fault. He shot all of his shots were three-pointers, 7 of 13. This dude was shooting like that in college. And he has transitioned into the NBA game. Now, he did all that he could for his team. The Spurs definitely held it down. They didn't lay down and die. I mean, I did predict that the uh, Pelicans would win by 16. They won by 10. Jakob Pertl was good in this game. 16-9, and not bad. Josh Richardson had 12 points off the bench. I would ex- I expected a little bit more out of him. I'm surprised Romeo Lankford didn't play. Like, he was getting a lot of clock in Boston. Why did you bring him to San Antonio if you weren't going to get him clock? That's strange, but okay. Woo, the New Orleans Pelicans. CJ playing the point? That was a genius move. Like, who would have thought that CJ was a hell of a passer? In Portland, it was all about shooting and gunning. No passing, no ball movement. It was Dame Iso, CJ Iso. Dame Iso, CJ Iso. CJ McCollum. Damn, all he had to do was leave Dame and then he would blossom into a star player. I mean, he was a star player already in Portland. But CJ could be knocking on the door of Superstar after tonight because this dude can score in bunches. He can score all over the court. He utilizes mid-range. He finishes well despite him having a normal finishing package. 32 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. Man, incredible game. CJ was masterful, and there was nobody on the court 
that could check CJ McCollum? Nobody. And Herb Jones did a excellent job on DeJounte Murray tonight. Herb Jones, from what I've noticed, is the guy on the team that checks all of the star players. Jonas Valianciunas was big tonight. Jakob Perto was getting abused. 22 points, 14 rebounds, 2 blocks. Big game for Valianciunas. B.I., Brandon Ingram, closed the game out. He closed the game out with perfect execution. Twenty-seven points, five rebounds, five assists. Bi also is a star, definitely an all-star. Like this three-piece right now, they showcase their possible potential. With the looming return of Zion Williamson. Now, whether he's going to return for the playoffs, if the playoffs begin, Lord knows. But he was seen doing this 360 between the legs dunk. I'm like, we don't want to see that, nigga. If you're so confident in your abilities, get your bitch ass back in the lineup, fat boy. Because the Pelicans need you. Now, Jose Alvarado contributed 12 points off the bench. Najee Marshall, 6 points. Good performances all around. And that sets the stage for tomorrow's matchup, which I will do predictions for in a minute. Land of the Eliminated San Antonio. Um, It's not much really San Antonio could do here. They're not going to get a superstar player to play for Pop. They're not. What they have to do is sign... I think they should just sign regular players that are going to be in free agency. Sign regular guys who are role players that play their role to help DeJounte Murray because when Herb Jones can shut down DeJounte Murray, that's a problem. I mean, Devin Vassell and Keldon Johnson, you know what I'm saying, are good complementary pieces, but they kind of need... A, a legit guy that can score as good as Vassell that can also finish at the rim I think they also need to upgrade their big men too I mean Jakob Pertl he's a starter Zach Collins he's better off the bench but I think San Antonio should Go out and draft well, sign free agents, and I think they can get out of the play-in game next year. Now, tomorrow's matchups, predictions for who is going to be the eighth seed, y'all. Who is going to be the eighth seed? Now, in the East, the winner of this game plays Miami, plays Miami in the first round. Now, either one, Atlanta or Cleveland, can give Miami a fight. 
I'm not saying that they're going to beat them. I'm not going to say that Miami's going to win either. You don't know until it's settled. Now, Atlanta plays Cleveland tomorrow in Cleveland. Oof. Now, Trey Young has to go on the road and win this game against Cleveland. Darius Garland ain't no joke. Trey Young cannot check Darius Garland. DeAndre Hunter is going to have to check him. And Trey Young would hope and pray that Karis LeVert doesn't bust his ass. But this is a tough prediction. But I'm going to go with Atlanta in an upset tomorrow. And it's not because I'm a prisoner of the moment. It's because, I mean, Atlanta does lead the season series 3-1 versus Cleveland. I'm also going to go with guys that are experienced. Now, however, I know Rondo and Kevin Love won championships, and they have what it takes to make it. But Atlanta went to the conference finals last year. I know Atlanta's been without John Collins. There's no timetable for his return. But... I think Atlanta is going to be the team that plays Miami. And Cleveland will be eliminated. But I think it's going to be a really close game. But I'm going to trust Ice Trey. I'm going to trust Ice Trey. Despite Cleveland having a good team. And I think that they beat Cleveland. Y'all go call me crazy, but I think that they beat Cleveland with or without Jared Allen. Jared Allen is 50-50 on returning the next game, and it's not looking optimistic. I think that Allen's loss is going to be too much. Evan Mobley... I don't think he's going to be able to handle Clint Capella on the boards and his shot blocking. And Atlanta has shown that they can play some defense. And Cleveland's not very privy to defense. And then the last game of tomorrow night. Ooh, this is going to be a dogfight. I think this may go one or two overtimes. I'm calling it now. I think the Clippers are shell-shocked from the loss to the Timberwolves because they really had that game in the bag. But they're going against a hot CJ, a hot Brandon Ingram, and Jonas Valanciunas, and Zubak, which I think is going to be a great matchup, y'all. It's going to be an ugly, ugly fucking matchup ugly but I mean Paul George the winner of this series plays Phoenix Oof. y'all gonna y'all gonna be mad at me y'all are gonna be pissed off at me for pick making this choice <sighs> I'm gonna go with New Orleans to beat the Los Angeles Clippers tomorrow I'm gonna go with an upset I'm going to pick an upset I think that Herb Jones is going to slow down Paul George. Now, Paul George, he's going to score his 25. He's going to score 25, 26 points. Holding him under 30 is going to be the task. Possibly double teaming. 
I think New Orleans is going to upset them, which sets the stage for a Phoenix and New Orleans matchup. Oh, Lord. The Clippers better come up out of this one because that's going to be a more exciting series. But I think the New Orleans Pelicans are going to beat the Los Angeles Clippers tomorrow. As crazy as that sounds. I'm just looking at matchups. CJ is going to piss on Reggie Jackson. Herb Jones, I'm not going to say he's going to lock off playoff P, but he's going to slow him down. Marcus Morris has been inconsistent as fuck. Nicholas Batum is a reliable player. Zubak, you know, the Clippers kind of went away from Zubak and decided to go small. Now, the Clippers bench is better than the New Orleans Pelicans bench. I'm surprised Devontae Graham didn't get any clock today. I wonder if he's hurt. Oh, so Devontae Graham was playing hurt and and was playing limited minutes. Got it. But if Devontae Graham gets more than seven minutes, I think that the Pelicans are going to be a major threat against the Clippers. And the Pelicans against the Phoenix Suns, that's going to be a very short series. That's all I'm going to really say. How many games? I don't know. But it's that if that were to come to fruition, it would be very short. Now, if Phoenix went against the Clippers, that wouldn't be... It would be a longer series, but still short. <laughs> but anyway, this is King Known Uncensored. The tip-offs to the play-in game, and I'm out.